Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to the Sunday Book Review. The Sunday Book Review is the series where I discuss books which impact the compliance practitioner, the legal professional, and the business professional. I hope you will enjoy this episode. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to the Sunday Book Review for November 14, 2021, the Athenian Democracy Edition. Today we take up three books, The Discourse of Kingship in Classical Greece by Carol Attack, Philip and Alexander by Adrian Goldsworthy, and Athens After Empire uh, by Ian Worthington. This comes to us from the Times Literary Supplement, or TLS, in an article by Benjamin Gray, um, the idea of monarchy, as shown in Carol Attack's new book, makes clear that the Hellenistic and Roman monarchs, monarchs who followed Alexander, had to contend with many vibrant city-states across the Mediterranean. Ian Gold, excuse me, Adrian Goldsworthy and Ian Worthington also contribute significantly to making these scholarly developments accessible to a wide, wider audience. The major innovation in Goldworthy's uh, Philip and Alexander is to pair Alexander's biography with that of his father, Philip II. And it shows that Philip laid the groundwork for the reforms to the Macedonian army and his own military, which brought the Greek city-states under Macedonian control. Uh, classical uh, Athens' relationship with monarchy is the dis, is the focus of Discourse of Kingship by Carol Attack, and she shows how the 4th century intellectuals at Athens responded to the rise of powerful kings to the north and on the fringes of the Greek world by imagining utopian fusions of virtuous one-man rule with wide citizen participation. Xenophon and others took inspiration from particular contemporary or mythical kings, while Plato reacted against this trend with his abstract and demanding uh, and ever unrealized ideal of the philosopher kings uh, or the philosopher statesman. And of course, uh, with Athens after empire, Ian Worthington traces the ways in which the post-classical Athens successfully accentuated its cultural credentials, partly to attract travelers and partly uh, rather uh, to uh, uh, emphasize its festivals and intellectual life rather than political institutions or power. The philosophers in Athens both, um, uh, or rather he talked about the, the gathered force by the time St. Paul's encounters with Athenian philosophers and cults, yet it did not constitute a retreat into the status of museums or tourist attractions. Athenian uh, played a very successful role in uh, broadcasting their own cultural heritage. 
These three books provide an excellent guide to the complex and entanglement of cities and kings in the Greek world from um, the classical period forward. The ongoing interdependence between constrained and simulated the political and cultural life of cities and monarchies alike. I uh, love the study of ancient Greek and uh, the classical Greek period and the classical Roman period, and I hope you'll check out one or more of these books. I find them fascinating and a great way to introduce. We've got some great new podcasts on the Compliance Podcast Network that I hope you'll check out. The first is Hidden Traffic, hosted by Gwen Hassan, where she looks at the international scourge of human trafficking and modern slavery. The week of November 15th, I'm running a special five-part series on Lyme disease and understanding Lyme disease. This is one of the most misunderstood diseases in the United States, and I have two epidemiologists, Dr. Ben Lockwin and Scott Endicott. Scott's a sufferer of Lyme disease, and he's going to talk about his own personal journey into Lyme disease. Have you considered using design thinking as a tool to help garner more engagement and indeed more effectiveness of your compliance program? Well, if you haven't, take a listen to the new podcast, Design Thinking and Compliance, where with my co-host, Karsten Tams, we take a deep dive into what is design thinking, and more importantly, how can the compliance professional utilize it? And finally, I hope you are following Effing Argentina, 11 Tales of Exasperation in the Modern World. It's a ton of fun for a series. This is Tom Fox. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to visiting with you again next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.